Welcome everybody to Frameskip episode 28. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is the keeper of the role, Seth Flakehouse. What up? How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm pretty bored right now, currently, in my life. I was going to say, is, is that a like dig on us while we're recording this? I'm kind of bored no. right now, at this very moment. No, I'm, I'm just talking here. to Austin about this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I haven't done anything in so long. I, like, I'm just, I'm in this pattern now where I'm like, uh, I'm just going to work, and I'm coming home, and I'm playing video games, or right now I'm like building uh, a Gundam, and I'm going to bed and going to work, and it's just like... It's, an endless repeating cycle and i haven't done anything in a long long time and you know i used i used to go out on my days off with my friends and whatnot but there's nothing to do anymore mm-hmm. with friends so we, we all kind of stopped doing that and now it's just kind of now i'm just kind of sick of it so it's a i'm in a, I'm in a weird spot where i'm just trying to I'm, I'm going snowboarding this winter a lot and i'm looking forward to that Ooh. learn how to snowboard again but very nice other than that i ran into a, a weird situation today or lately fellas and i don't know how to deal with this and it is that my breath smells awful <laughs> like it's bad like and 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 i you know i've been brushing my teeth constantly and, and are I've you been, brushing your tongue yes i, I brush okay. my tongue every time i brush my teeth do you use mouthwash yes i do and every every morning and every night and you know my breath will smell good until the mouthwash wears off and then I'm, I, I was at the gas station and i put my mask on and i'm like ah I, my breath just smells awful again, and I don't know how to deal with it. About it. I, don't, I don't know what to do. Is there anything – do you drink like coffee regularly or anything in particular that would incite a more no. foul odor emerging from no. your mouth? I drink energy drinks or like meal-flavored water, and that's it. Hmm. It's hmm. really strange. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know where this is coming from. Like my teeth aren't messed up, you know? Yeah. They, they might be like – went to the dentist? I don't know, like eight years ago. Okay, so that's your problem. <laughs> I mean, it, might, it could be. All you have to do is go walk in and walk back out. You're good. Yeah. You just need to, you know, it's like a quick quick stop there so you can unlock the fast travel and leave to put it in video <laughs> games. I, so. um, I didn't, when I, I, did, I stopped going to the dentist when I was like 19 or 20, I think, maybe even 18, because I was supposed to go and then I had to go to work or I forgot to call off or something like that. And, um, I didn't go, and then they charged me fifty dollars for not showing up. And I'm like, oh, I'm not paying that. I'm never going to pay that. So my, I just never. I never went back. <laughs> my, my, my mind immediately went to I was supposed to go, but then I didn't because I had work or something. And then I was just too afraid to throw my face around there again. I'm afraid he's still the dentist there. No, I no. I, I, I'm like, you guys just charged me fifty dollars for literally not showing up. I'm never paying that, and then it's off my credit reporter or something like that. Now that's way too long ago, but I'm never gonna pay someone for like a cancellation fee unless it like explicitly like causes them some sort of inconvenience, mm-hmm. which it didn't. You know, <laughs> so well, they were really looking forward to cleaning your teeth, Seth, and you don't know that. Yeah, the yeah. That, that they were really looking forward to them cleaning my teeth and my insurance probably paying them $1,800. <laughs> they couldn't make Idiot. your teeth whiter, so it made their day less brighter. Yeah, yeah. Idiots. Well, I don't know how to solve your problem, but just just to, to make it clear, I, I was in the same boat because I was supposed to go to the dentist and then my house burned down. Oh. So 
I, I didn't go back to the dentist until like a year ago after that. And that was like seven years ago now. And so. by the way, I'm not convinced that going to the dentist is a, isn't a scam. Like, unless you have a serious dental problem, I'm not convinced that do we really need to get like a deep clean in our teeth every six months? I haven't gone to the dentist in eight years. And from what I can tell, I, I have no tooth pain. I My teeth are, are white. They're fine. I, I, I do not see any ca- cavities anywhere. I mean, now technically, I can't really see all the way back here, but they feel fine. Well, I will say genetically, if I'm not mistaken, there like you can be more likely to have cavities than some people. Um, so I think you know it probably depends on like just the shape of your mouth overall. But like mine, for example, like I should have gone years ago because now my TMJ is so bad that like I wake up with a headache every day, and I wish I had gone six years ago. But here we are. I should go because I get insurance break when I do that and get like a biometric screening and whatnot. I get like half off yeah. my insurance, but yeah, I do who has that. time for that? Who has time for that? I'll just pay the extra $1,200 a year. While we're here, that other voice you heard who we haven't introduced yet is the one and only, I can't remember what name we're using for Austin anymore. There's like the amazing years. Austin Eller. Thanks, Seth. You're welcome, Thanks for buddy. saving it, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 the, the artist formerly known as Mario Kart Wii 140. Austin there we Alley. go. There we go. Yeah, how's it going, Elijah? Going good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long, long week. Last week, I wasn't able to make it. And Seth and I, obviously, were, were usually the only ones available this last like month or so. I wasn't able to make it last week because I was busy all week long doing stuff for elections. And I produced that f- phenomenal first presidential debate last week. It was It was a true... Just killer debate. What did you even what? write about it? Did you? What, did no, you I produced write? it. Oh, okay. like like I I made sure it was on air. Oh, okay. But I can't imagine trying to cover that and just being like, well, that yeah, that happened. It happened. That, that was a debate. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a crazy week. But it's it's been going somewhat well, I suppose. But I I'm kind of in the same situation as Seth. I think I'm I'm kind of in this routine now where I literally like go to work, come home, spend time with Andy, go to sleep. Yeah. And we just haven't really had much time to do much. We we bought like bikes earlier in this year and like we're going to go biking and, um, you know, we had plans to kind of get outside more and do stuff of that sort. But like it's just been kind of hard for me with my my work schedule. So it's been it's been a little rough recently for me. I think the important thing is like you got to force yourself to do those things, you know, like on on your downtime, you got to plan them out and be like, I'm not working this day. I'm yeah. going to wake up, we're going to get around, we're going to go biking. And that's all there yeah. is to it. And like, there's, we're not going to get distracted by other things where that this is the plan today. Because I think if you just let yourself be like, oh, you know, we'll go, we'll start going yeah. biking our days off and you just kind of do it nonchalantly. It, you, you're, it's, you're going to run into that situation where like, yep. yeah. there, we have this thing that we want to do, but we're never going to do it because we'd rather just like, you know, chill out or, or relax on our days mm-hmm. off. But yeah, I think, exactly. I think if you, if you force yourself and like commit 100%, you, it makes it a lot easier to get those things that you want to do done. Like, for instance, I, I, I'm telling myself, like, every weekend I have off, I'm going snowboarding this winter. That's just all there is to yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. And then, like, there's other things I, wa- I want to do. Like, like I, I told just Austin, like, when I get my Camaro this spring, I'm going to drive down and, and probably hang out with him for, for a weekend mm-hmm. or, you know, a few days. So, I'm just yeah. – uh, yeah, when, when you say you're going to do something like that, like, I feel like if you don't commit 100%. Yeah. You know, like, I, like I, for instance, I just – I told myself that – I was gonna focus on Nier Automata, and I was gonna mm-hmm. get to the ending of that game, and I didn't realize how long it was. 
because I, I did I, hours later. I, I did yeah. beat I did beat the first ending, and now I have to go through it again as a different character because that, that's that's mm-hmm. how you get the different endings. So and, you played the good part of the game. You're about to do the bad part of the game to get to the amazing part of the game. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing as um, nine ass, and I'm like, oh yeah. god, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, I, I love the game. Like, like when I played as 2B going through the story, I was like, oh, this is super cool. I upgraded her. I got all those, I got all the equipment and, and whatnot. I had a blast playing through 2B side of the story. And I was looking forward to playing as 9S and getting more of the story, but I do not like the way he plays. So I'm just kind of, I'm going to kind of mm. blitz my way through 9S's story to get to um, the, the, the second half of the game, which I'm really excited about. So I haven't been on in a while uh, be- between work being super busy lately and then my grandmother passed and right after she passed found out my sister needed emergency surgery wait you haven't you haven't been on in a while yeah i know it's kind yeah, of i thought you were on last week yeah i'm, I'm always here in spirit i didn't notice <laughs> but uh because <laughs> of me working so much I did have the luxury of i have both an xbox series x and a playstation 5 on pre-order nice um so i i can't wait till they come out so you got if sorry to interrupt but you got the the ps5 that you pre-ordered like mm-hmm. are you going to get it on launch day or is it one of the ones that's going to be like a couple weeks after so uh rumors are that and a certain someone told me told <laughs> us about this is Inside that source these are actually like the remainder of the stock that gamestop was getting mm. but they didn't know their okay amounts yet so they just did pre-ordered some and they're like oh we're actually getting this many so that second round of pre-orders was the last of them yeah so okay. supposedly my playstation 5 will be day one uh my xbox series x is for sure day one i thought you got yeah. your playstation through amazon nope i stood uh, in no, line no, no no that was pedro that was pedro never mind i would say i stood in line outside gamestop for five hours yeah, so basically what happened, and this was all the retailers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Walmart was the first one to do this, and the other retailers broke the gate. Was I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, but like they knew they were going to get some PlayStations. They just didn't know how many. So they were like, all right, well, we'll open pre-orders to like one or two or five, you know, depending on the size of the store. And they didn't know. So they, 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 the pre-order numbers were super, super low. They just didn't want to lose uh, the publicity to their competitors at that time. Mm-hmm. So they sold out super fast. But then we got c- confirmed sources saying telling them how many they were actually able to get then they opened the rest of the pre-orders up so and that's that's i also i also by the way think that's why amazon put out those um letters saying that we don't know if yours is going to arrive on day one because i think they opened too many pre-orders and they realized they weren't able to get as many as they thought they were yeah which makes sense yeah but yeah that's kind of what's been going on with me uh why i haven't been on but i'm back uh i should be back more frequently again now so why don't Matter. we? That hurts me, right, right here, right here in the heart. What a mean soul, <laughs> Seth. Why don't we get started with what we've been playing? Seth started us out with Nier Automata, so why don't you continue on with what you've been playing lately? What a shame that you would start with him, Elijah. Let me yeah. just point that out. But you disgusting. can continue. Seth. Pretty disgusting behavior, if I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why we allowed him back on the show, Austin. I, I don't know um, either. I'm I'm just here for the ride. Um, I played Nier Automata and, um, I'm still continuing on with Final Fantasy 14. Pedro just started playing again. So I'm, I'm going through with him in the post patches. 
Uh, we just beat uh, King Mog earlier uh, right for the podcast. That was a pretty fun fight. I, I, I enjoyed that with him. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. I played a little bit of Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, but like I said, I wanted to focus on Nier Automata and finally just get that off my backlog and just focus on it because I know I, I've always wanted to play it. I just never had, you know, there was always something coming out or something that else that I wanted to do. But right now, there's I'm, I'm, there's nothing coming out in like the forever. So I'm focusing on Nier Automata. I'm going to get all four endings. I'm enjoying it enough that I, I just really want to do that. So after that, I'm probably going to play Kingdoms of Amalur. It, it is a very good game. Uh, I have the platinum in it, and it is a very good game, but that run you're on is by far the weakest part of it. And yeah. part, of, uh, part of me wanted to quit. It was like, I almost don't care how good it is. But then that run through afterwards, okay, yeah, it was all worth it. Yeah, which is what I hear. And I, I mean, I don't know how you make like 2B's gameplay style so, so good. And then you play as 9S and you're like, Ugh. Oh, so does God. he play like drastically different or something? Yes. Yeah, yes. he does. That's well, like, 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 I wouldn't say drastically different, but all the fun stuff that makes playing as two B fun is mm-hmm. not there. Yeah, and in nine mm-hmm. S, so like for instance, he only has one weapon, where two B has two, and you can switch between light and heavy attacks. You can mm-hmm. technically do it with nine S as well, but his heavy attack is him hacking the the machines because he's yeah. like he's he's a support um, role at, at, for the androids. Um, or no, he's a scanner. He, he, yes, yeah. his role is scanner. Um, so the second so run is a lot of this hacking mini game. Yeah, it's a lot of hacking lot. mini games, or you can, or you can, you know, fight them with all just light attacks. Um, so it's it's a little rough. I'm gonna get through it, um, but it is it's a it's kind of annoying. I don't know, I'll now, be honest. Now, do you know who you play as in Route Three? I'm not sure if you know. I don't know if you play as this character in Route three or four there's two different characters right um or is it just one is it just one there, there's just one other character there are technically okay, then, yeah. three routes yes i know i know well i thought there was four routes no there's five endings but you like i'm trying to remember exactly how you do it but like you play that third route three times but like oh my god but what? oh my <laughs> jesus christ but, but i want to say like the fourth and fifth time are like less than an hour each oh okay uh-huh. Like yeah, it, like it's expedited because after everything happened, it's you, you start that route again with the knowledge you have. If I remember correctly, it's been so long since I did it. I bought I bought the platinum in that game. Oh yeah, because that was the one you could like buy yep. trophies or whatever. Yeah, the, you you could not buy story based wow. trophies. But there after wow. see what it is you know, you know how I said absolute scumbag. Yep. You know, how oh I, my God. You, know, you know how I said there are those five main routes? Yeah. So after the fourth route, you can go. There's a new uh, merchant at one point in, at the one area. And she just knows, you you know what this is about. And you can buy all the like weapon and upgrade based trophies with money, <laughs> with in-game currency. So I literally just sold everything I owned, bought like three quarters of them, <laughs> reloaded my save, sold everything bought again, the bought one. the rest of them, oh and then finished God. the finished the story out and got the platinum. What kind of BS trophy hunter are you? One that doesn't want to take apparently the one trophy naturally takes like five to six hundred hours. That's ridiculous. Not yeah. My problem, bro. Yeah, I don't care. That's I don't the, care. The- I got the I got the platinum. I'm okay with it. I have like ten games 
loaded on my PS4 that take okay. half an hour each to get the platinum trophy. I was gonna I say, don't even care. At least Elijah didn't spend real life money like I did when I bought My Name Is Mayo to to get a platinum, and that was the only you reason act I it. you act like I don't have both platinums for that. Oh, I know you do. Both <laughs> disgust me. I'm I, I can't believe you right now. Why do I podcast with you kids? This is disgusting. <laughs> That's a good question. What's the point of the platinum trophy if you're just cheating your way to it? <laughs> Who cares that at that point? I still do. Who cares? You don't have a real platinum trophy. You didn't earn that. You bought it. Um, I mean, if you look at my list, boom, platinum trophy. No. It's still a platinum trophy. Well, now I know. I'm telling everybody. You're a fan. Go for it. I, I will tell like, everybody. You don't. You never admitted it, but I know you used that Bloodborne exploit at the beginning of the game to cheat your way through it. I'm Hell not yeah, I did. I knew it. Scumbag. And it's not, it's not at the beginning of the game. It's halfway through it. What I knew it. it. What oh, it is. I remember he talked cheater. about this. Yeah. yeah. You go back to the clinic where you like were at the beginning of the game. Unbelievable. But in order for this exploit to work, you had to start at this one area, kill like these three certain dogs in cages, then run. And you had to go in the back way on this certain ladder. And then there was a gurney in there. And every time you ran around the gurney, it would just shoot out <laughs> the blood echoes <laughs> I would, for like two hours i just ran around this gurney and I got like a million did. blood echoes and you would never admit it at the time but no, i knew i, I fully knew admit it now you do but you would we had a big argument over this because i knew you were doing it and you wouldn't admit it i think you, we had it on the podcast do you know how i play souls games i don't i don't, I don't get I'm good disgusting. i over level to stay I'm average throw up i'm gonna throw up because it's so disgusting to me that that you do these these games that are supposed to be challenging it's the whole point of the game elijah oh it was still challenging i'm not that good yeah. it was still plenty uh, challenging i'm level 154 yeah, yeah, i think I'm, so, I'm like 200 and some right now it was getting so hard guys if it makes doing. you if it makes you feeling better i don't have the platinum Whoa, that thing did 10 percent damage to me <laughs> are you kidding with with what level i am the last trophy i need the bosses are one hit kills still Oh yeah, like, super super challenging, dude. Like they still take me out in one hit. Oh oh oh. They yeah take no no, out no. One hit. yeah they take me out in one. I can't beat the boss on this floor yet because this chalice dungeon has your health. Well, it's a good thing that your parry is at nine hundred ninety nine, so they can never hit you, right? <laughs> I don't know how to parry in that game, dude. Parrying in that game is so freaking hard. I, I have not figured it out. I think I accidentally did it once against Father Father Gascoigne, and then never again. I'm like, I don't know what I just and I'm dead. And I've never parried again in that game. You watch, if you watch the speedrunners of that game, a lot of times what they do is they, they slip the boss's attack and then hit him from behind. Yeah. Mm. And they'll, um, do like, they'll, do like, they'll do like half the boss's health away. Like they, the speedrunners of like Bloodborne and Dark Souls are absolutely insane. Uh, the one guy I know did a speedrun of, I want to say, Demon Souls, maybe? And it was like 48 minutes. He beat the game. Like oh, he geez. did it on uh, AGDQ. I was what I was really impressed by was um, they did it side by side for the Demon Souls remaster, the re- remake. It's mm-hmm. pretty much a remake. But I was like, I looked at the old screenshots. I'm like, Demon Souls is kind of held up, kind of all right after yeah. all this time. Like I was, I was kind of impressed by how well it looked. I thought it was gonna be look, it was gonna look a lot worse, but it doesn't look bad at all. And then you look at the new Demon Souls and like, well, <laughs> yep, that looks gorgeous. Oh yeah, it looks way better, <laughs> of course. Like, like that'd be stupid of me to. Well, it's interesting because there were some like pretty decent looking. I felt like when PS3 and 360 came out, like there were some games you looked at them, you were like, "This is like the epitome of of graphics. Like nothing's ever going to get better than this." Like like MotorStorm. MotorStorm was the other one. Oh yeah. But you look back at games like Resistance One. I don't know if you guys have seen that game recently, but it does not look good. It looks like a PS2 game. Uh, Next week, I'm gonna 
talk about um, getting my way through fear on the 360 mm. and I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, man, this game does not look good yeah. <laughs> at all. But then I also just started Lost Planet. I'm like, oh, this game still looks pretty good. Yeah. Elijah, you uh, just recently set up your video game room, right? The one you're in right now? Yes. Okay. One of your pictures is slightly crooked and it's going to make my head explode. <laughs> it's probably not my picture. It's probably my light. No, it's your picture under the light. It's slightly crooked. Yeah, that one that yeah. you're pointing at. Yeah, this is my bandmate picture. Yeah, I cannot get it straight. <laughs> Figure it out, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I can't get it straight. I've tried. No, you figure it out. <laughs> Anyhow, Seth, is there anything else you've been playing? No, I'm done. Besides with my emotions. <laughs> no, I'm done. Austin, what about you? So I honestly, I really haven't had much time to play much of anything this last couple weeks. I I played a little bit more of of Mario 3D All Stars. I'm almost done with with Mario 64, so I'm I'm looking forward to jumping into to Sunshine soon. Hopefully, I have a question for you. Yeah. Now, now I have I have no affliction for 64. I've played mm-hmm. on the DS a little bit, whatever. But I've seen conflicting from a bunch of people. Does Mario 64 still hold up? Because I've seen some people be like, yeah, it still does. And others are like, man, oh, this does not hold up good. Okay, to put this in the context, this is going to be very hard for me to stay like objective with this. Because it is, I've said this before, but it, it's for sure one of my favorite games of all time. But it is also the first video game I ever owned and played. And so, like, I very, I have extremely fond memories of it, like, as a kid. So I'm, I'm extraordinarily nostalgic towards that game. Probably like you guys are for Final Fantasy VII. Um. But which doesn't hold up, by the way. For I me, can, I can hear that objectively, it's yeah. Seven is not. Yeah, up. yeah. For me, yes, it does hold up. However, I did get to a level in the past week. It, I think it's called Little Big Mountain or something. Big, small, big mountain or something. Basically, you know how in Mario sixty four you have like the the paintings that you jump into to get into the level. Yeah, this one has two paintings, and depending on which one you jump into, either you're a giant or you're very small. So there's like a huge painting and a little painting. And it's the same exact map. It's just basically changes what size you are. And it was so impossibly frustrating to play this level. This is like the only one in the game that I had trouble with. But it's like, yeah, I'm like breezing through all these levels. I'm like getting all six stars on each level in like probably 30 minutes total. And then I get to this level and I'm spending like four hours in this level screaming my damn head off because it's 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 like the level design is abysmal. It's... Everything is so crammed, like the platforms are like little narrow like spaces. And, you know, if you've played Mario 64 recently, it still plays well, but it's not like as fluid as new Mario is. The way Mario kind of runs, like he has to follow like kind of a, it feels like a tank a little bit. Like he, he kind of follows this kind of path when you're controlling him. Unlike in the newer Mario games where like the second you press any direction on the control stick, like he goes that way. So like, you know, if you're if you're pointing him left and you suddenly point right, he like kind of turns around instead of just like no animation, just like swapping to the other side, which is so problematic in this freaking level. I was going to say, that's I always... so funny, dude, because that that reminds me. And I know I just over talked Elijah, which is very oh, rude. So, so forgive me, Elijah. <laughs> it's okay, um, but we all know what I was saying was more important anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me. Well played. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> it reminds me of uh, the bridge to nowhere in Crash Bandicoot. Where you're just, you're just yes. kind of playing through Crash Bandicoot and like you're having a good time. And all of a sudden you get to the bridge to nowhere and the difficulty right. jumps like 5,000%. And then you just want to break your controller because it's so frustrating. Well, and it was like the same thing. I mean, it was like, I think this is like the 15th level in the game out of 16 levels. And like the other 14 were like a complete breeze. Yeah. And then you get to this. And I'm like, you know... Do I think it holds up still? Yes. But there are certainly things in the game that are like, okay, this is like definitely the start of 3D platforming, like level design. You mentioning Mario, like walking and running like a tank in that one. I do remember always playing it on my DS and being like, I wouldn't want to stand in front of Mario as he's running. (laughs) Like, I feel like it would hurt. I I have a question that I would like to console you guys with. And Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a philosophy. Philosophy. Philosophical. But, but philosoph- Thank you, Austin, for there you go. getting that word out for me. Uh, it's more of a philosophical question. What do you think about the term? Like, for okay. I saw a comment um, based upon the Master Chief collection and people mm-hmm. talking about Halo earlier that they said nothing will ever top Halo 3. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, technically that is completely untrue, right? Because as the games have progressed, they have added and refined the gameplay. And then if you go back to Halo 3, it will not play as well as Halo 5 and Halo mm-hmm. 4, despite the story probably being much better. Not but probably. we look we look back on it, and for the time, it was the, one of the most revolutionary games of all time. But should we say Halo 4 and 5 are not as good as 3, when objectively, statistically, that is like 100% untrue? I, I guess it all depends what part of the game you're looking at because if you're like man i want a game that plays great you're like halo halo 5 plays fantastic but if you're like man i want a game that has a good story it's like halo 3 you want to go with halo 3 can't be beat in that regard but we're not we're not talking about a specific part of the game we're talking about the overall package that's what makes Halo 4 and 5 being better than 3 i i feel like has to be true right it it, has to be true it depends on the person i the reason i say this is I will always take a better story over worse gameplay. So give me Halo 3 over 4 and 5 any day. Um, honestly, like that's one of the big reasons I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5 yet. I hear that game has like perfect gameplay, but the story isn't the Metal Gear Solid story See, that I'm, I really look for. I'm so with you. I have less intentional. I'm with you. Story means way more to me as as a focus in games mm-hmm. than, than almost anything else. I can play through a lot of BS for a good story that hooks me, yeah. right? And I wanted to go back and play through the Halo story because um, I was too young when I started playing them. And I don't remember mm-hmm. really what happens. There's a flood thing going on or whatever. I played Halo 1 in the Master Chief Collection. And I saw how bad the controls were and how hard it was to, to deal with like clicking to aim and whatnot. And I was like, I can't do it. I don't want to play this. If I'm not mistaken, unless you have a sniper rifle, there's no ADS in Halo 1. There's not. Um, oh, that's right. There, there was no, yeah. there was no, there was no aim. There was aim down the sides. Yeah. So, like, how can I, can I realistically say that Halo Four and Five are not as good as the old Halos? I don't think I can, I can say that because, no, like, fair. the game, the games have evolved. Now, for the time, I have no problem saying for the time Halo and looking back on it, Halo is one of the most revolutionary games. But I don't think that arguably we can say things like Metal Gear Solid Four and Five are worse than Three. It's an interesting question. I mean, we've pretty much covered, I think, the gamut of what my opinion is on it at this point. I think 
Story-wise, certainly you could say, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 story is better than 5's, but, like, I don't know where the question lies, or the answer lies with, as far as gameplay. Because certainly I think, like, no matter what game you play today, if it's in a series, like, it definitely plays better than yeah, it advances. what came before. But I think right. it's the story that kind of causes that issue. So, like, I'd certainly say, for example, I don't know, Metal Gear Solid 3's story is better than any other game in the franchise. However, I would still say that like five's gameplay and even four's gameplay, the five minutes of it that it had are better than threes. So I don't really yeah. know. I, I really don't know the answer I, to that. I, I think it really just depends on the person and what they're looking for. Well, so yeah. let me, let me, let me, let me also frame this way. It doesn't work the opposite or it does work the opposite way where I watched someone playing aliens, colonial Marines mm. recently on Twitch. Um, one of my favorite streamers, Moist Critical, and he was like clowning on it, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's true. This this game sucks." But if this game was released 15 years ago, yeah. it would be one of the most revolutionary games of all time. So, how can we say that Goldeneye is an incredible game and one of the greatest games of all time if we can't say Aliens Colonial Marines is 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 how do we say Aliens Colonial Marines is worse than Goldeneye? It's got to be a time frame thing, right? So, like, that is you, interesting. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things, and again, there's just my thought on it, is when GoldenEye came out, like, that was what it was when it came out, which then caused that stuff to be used and iterated upon in other games. Exactly. Where, where Aliens Colonial Marines may have a little better, like, similar gameplay, whatever, and if it was mm-hmm. released long ago, it may have been one of the most revolutionary, but it wasn't. It's still using those things today when it would have evolved through that time. Right. So, like, I think because I think we have to, you have to view this conversation different than you you would view like books or movies or shows mm-hmm. because you you actively engage with a video game yeah. and that ain't, that and that engagement is so important that that interaction is so important with the game and mm-hmm. it's changed over time. To the point where you can, I, I can look at Aliens Colonial Marines, and I can say, I think this is a higher quality game overall than Goldeneye. But Goldeneye was revolutionary for its time, mm-hmm. and so I, I think because like you can look at like I don't know, um, the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right, which saw yeah. a whole a whole franchise. You can be like, okay, that's still that's a good movie. You can see how it's old, but you can see like how the movie would be great. Yeah. But I think if you took a kid nowadays, who a twelve years old or whatever, who who loves playing Fortnite and Call of Duty or, or whatever BS he's playing, and put Goldeneye in front of him, he's not gonna get it. He's not gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be like, oh, this is a fun game. He's gonna be like, I got one joystick. It bro. is interesting to think about that though. Like I, you know, reviews in a sense of like time or like yeah. opinion in a sense of time. I've never really thought about it that way. You know, you think back on like music, like obviously not necessarily for our generation, but like the the boomers, quote unquote, like when rock and roll started coming out, they were like, what is this satanic music? Right. But like, you know, it was somewhat new. But the thing is, I feel like that's different with video games is like for the most part, the genres have stayed the same. They've just evolved. Like there's not been like a new like genre that's come out that's been like, okay, this is like the new thing in video games. I mean, aside from... Like you could say battle royale, but it's it's a shooter at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. So and I think that's fascinating too to kind of compare potentially to like something like music or movies. Yeah, because you you could objectively say video games are getting better over time. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, because like the, the, the way we interact with them is improving. The visuals are improving. The stories are improving. The storytelling is improving, I should say, I should say, but we still consider like these old games, the pedestal, you know, and that's just nostalgia looking back realistically that, that that's what that is. Nostalgia. Like we love yeah. playing these games when they yeah. came out, but if we compare those games to current games, they are objectively not as good yeah. in, in terms of quality. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, that's a big know. conversation, Seth. Yes, it was. Yeah, hey, that's why I'm here, bud. You don't get those kind of things from Elijah. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. Don't take it so personally. Austin, uh, is there anything else you've been playing? I, a little bit of Smash Brothers, but I'm not really going to talk about it because we, we spent so long on that. But they announced Steve, and as much as I don't really care about Minecraft, that oddly incited me to go back to Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I bought the Fighters Pass 1. I've been playing a lot as Joker and Byleth and uh terry from king of fighters isn't isn't his uh name pronounced blythe or am i wrong about that it's byleth it's byleth Byleth? okay Mm. i've been pronouncing it wrong my whole life i've been jumping back into it uh i really didn't play much of smash ultimate when it came out so i've been thoroughly enjoying that but joker is not so great i was a little disappointed by the way he's it's interesting because like his left and right b is like a aga so like the the fire or no it's like the what is it curse curse move in in persona the one that art then has man um he's bad i know basically basically the way he works is like as you fight you basically build up like a gauge that lets you like unlock arsene and like use him and as arsene is unlocked for like a 60 second span like your attacks are like drastically stronger like for example like your neutral b is like a gun and when you don't have arsene it's like just a shot 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 but when you have Arsene, it's like a machine gun. Hmm. So it's it, it's very interesting the way he plays. But I, I need to look into him a little more. I feel like I'm not very good with him, which might be why I'm a little disappointed. But that's usually what it is for like every yeah. character, though, right? Yeah. You know, like um, I suck at Kirby, and apparently he's like the best player, best character yeah. in the game. So, so I did just unlock Cloud today, and I've never never tried him, so I'm curious. Oh, Cloud's fun. Oh, yeah. dude, I forgot that mechanic in Smash, the new Smash game, where you have to unlock characters by beating them. Yeah, and it's not guaranteed. I'm almost done. Finally, after it's having not this guaranteed. Me and Eli- me, not me and Elijah. Me and Pedro did the whole thing one night, where we just kept going in versus mode until like a new challenger approached, mm-hmm. and um, it would be so frustrating when a character you wanted unlocked, and like their difficulty is completely random. Yes. Oh, it's like crazy. Some of them yeah. are like a joke i had like I've yeah killed, i've killed multiple in like a, a hit or two yeah and then some like i think it was wolf i unlocked last night and he was like infuriatingly hard yeah it's- dude they're like impossible it sucks <laughs> lucina, so like, lucina oh. is my favorite fire emblem character and yeah. she was the hardest person i had to fight <laughs> of everybody i unlocked it must have took me 10 times until i was able to finally beat her. that was cloud for me dude it, cloud was so hard for me to beat that was so annoying that's what i wanted i wanted him so bad yeah. and then he just kept he just kept slamming me man it was awful sakurai just knows exactly what character everybody wants oh, and yeah. just makes it hard if you want cloud you gotta get good yeah it's so <laughs> annoying but yeah that's it though elijah as for me, uh, I've really been playing two games, and one I haven't gotten to play very much of is Star Wars Squadrons, which I didn't get to use my joystick yet because my PS4 has two USB drives or USB slots, and one was taken up with the VR, and the other one was taken up with the uh, hard, the SSD. Not SSD, yeah, but just the hard drive. So I needed to switch over Squadron to the console's hard drive 
And then I booted up the game and then found out you need to have it the joystick plugged in before you boot up the game for it to acknowledge it. Hmm. So I just I have not had a chance to play it with the joystick yet. But the game in VR is incredible. Um, it cool. is amazing. I've done probably about four or five multiplayer matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I did super good and had like an eight kill streak. Yeah, I was nice. proud of myself. How do you how do you feel about the negative uh, reception of the game? Because from what I understand, the negative reception of the game comes from people expecting the Battlefront playstyle, which I don't understand why they thought that was going to be. A I I don't know either. Um, I th- one thing I did here, which I think is completely accurate, is originally this was just a VR game that then they decided we need to sell more copies of it. So let's make it so you don't need VR. Now, let me ask you this. So does the, does the VR allow you to look around in the cockpit or does it move the ship? It allows you to look around in the cockpit. So like, I think that, 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 cause that makes a lot of sense. And that is invaluable yeah. if you have yeah. that ability. Yes. Like, because all the time I'll be flying and I'll just turn around and be like saying hi to my R2 unit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which I think is great. And like, like I said, I've only used the controller so far, but honestly, it has been super helpful. I I don't think I could play this game very well without VR anymore because, because I'm it, so used to it. it. It's it's so natural. From like, what I understand, I haven't played it, but it, it plays. So this is the because I, I feel like I want to expand on the negative controversy for people listening mm-hmm. is that the game does not play like Battlefront, which is very arcadey. It plays yeah. more um, like yes. you'd expect a spaceship to actually fly if you understand the concept yes. of space which is that you actually have to change the momentum of, yeah. of your travel yes right? so, so like one thing you will have and it varies for ships like so far uh i don't know if any of the empire ships i've flown have shields but i know the uh republic ships do or new republic um and what it is is you use the d-pad basically all what is it thrusters firepower and shield is all set to half and Mm. use the d-pad and you can basically put all power into one of those if you want or spread out so like say you're following behind somebody and you're like all right full power into firepower that way your shots fire faster and have more power to them or oh no, I'm being shot at full power into shield. So they last a little longer or like, I really need to maneuver because there's a missile chasing me or whatever full power into the thrusters, which will help you go faster and turn better. And you really have to decide on the situation. What do you want? So you're constantly changing to try and essentially have a better moment to moment ability for what you're facing. That's interesting. So it's yeah. much more almost sim than arcadey. Granted, it's still arcadey because you're flying spaceships, but it, it has much more of a sim feel than like Battlefront did. I just don't understand the negative reception because why would you assume that EA would just take the aerial combat from well, Battlefront and make it its own game? You already have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that already yeah, exists. Exactly. And so I feel I'm like they sure. made it clear that that's what it was, like that it was supposed to be more simulation. Like, I feel yeah. like and, they, and they, they pretty much talked about that. And they did. That's just it. Yeah. In like every single thing they did, they said, this is much more of a simulation game like the X-Wing or TIE Fighter series. Yeah. Like they, they've made that expressly clear in so, like every time they ever talked about the game. So like when you're when you played, with, I know, like you said, you haven't played with joystick yet, but when you played with controller, like control wise, like the... 
I don't know. Does it play like something like Ace Combat, where like yeah. your right stick, like your left and right rolls you're playing, you're like up and down, kind of changes like the um, vertical. So kind of- the right thumbstick will up, down, and left and right of the plane. The right okay. will roll it. So all the time, like so, yeah, you have full control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is much more of a simulation game, which is like in, great. Like in Battlefront, it's literally just like you point like your reticle. Right. is where your plane is going. There's no yeah. like rolling. There's no, you can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. So it's super it, arcadey. Yeah. yeah. It, right. that's, that's one of the reasons I love this game so much. And I'm so thankful. The mate. Well, that, the, that's what I was trying to explain to, to Watson. He was one of those people that was kind of disappointed with it. I was like, well, you, it, you're, it, it's need for speed and Gran Turismo. Like, yes. You yeah. got the two right. different things going on. It, you know, you shouldn't, and I just really don't understand why people thought that this was going to be a Battlefront clone. Why would they do that? It doesn't make yeah. any sense and, at all. And like we said, in like every interviewer, every time they ever talked about this game, they made it expressly clear. No, there's yeah. much more of a simulation game. Right. Which, uh, which I honestly, if it were more of an arcade, granted, I'd still like it. But I love it so much more because it's more simulation. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it means a lot more. I think it's it's, it's way cooler for it to be a simulation based because we haven't really we've never gotten that. Yeah, we've exactly. never gotten that Star Wars simulation Starship game. But uh, the only other game I'm going to talk about, and I won't go into it too much. I'll probably talk more next week. Is I've been playing Hades on Switch, the newest game from mm-hmm. Supergiant, and it is probably my game of the year, even over Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it's honestly one of the most compelling games i've played in a long time i have trouble putting it down yeah keep hearing it's good um i put more time into onto it on my switch in the first week than i put onto my switch in the past five months not to derail this conversation and drastically extend our already 40 minute long podcast but i've been thinking about this recently and i'm curious what you guys think but is the game of the year conversation going to be hard this year yes like i feel like it is because there's just nothing i i me at least I, I think it's going to be hard, not because there's nothing, but I think it's because you have a lot of games that are re- reaching that, like, same level. Yeah. Like, even if they're not, like, you know, like, we don't have any, like, tens, you have a bunch of games that are reaching that level. Persona 5 Royal, uh, whether you like it or not, Last of Us Part Two yeah. is in that talks. Um, Tsushima, I guess. Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake. There have been a ton of yeah. yeah, Animal Crossing. There have been a ton of great games that while they may not be tens, they're all straddling that line. So it's like which, which one will be game of the year? It's just interesting because I feel like there's nothing I mean, I haven't played hardly anything that's released this year. Like I, I bought Animal Crossing and that's practically it. But I just feel like there's nothing really that's come out so far that I've heard people like just go crazy about more than anything else. I mean, I know Cyberpunk is still coming, obviously, so that that's yeah. a possibility, but it's just interesting. I don't know. I was curious because like for me, for example, you know, I'm not getting a PS5 or, or Series X, so maybe my opinion's different, but there is nothing I'm excited for this fall whatsoever. I mean, the, yeah. I, in before God falls like a perfect 10 and everybody loves it. So for me, for me, it's really coming down to Final Fantasy seven versus Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And I don't know how uh, Cyberpunk is going to fall into that because for some reason, man, I don't know why. And this is what Rev was like clowning on us for in the in the discord a couple yeah. days ago it's because like i said i'm not interested for anything austin said he's not interested in, in anything no. coming out but i want to play cyberpunk 2077 but for some reason there's just something about 
that game that does not have me hyped in any way whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. like I just don't care. No, I get that. Cyberpunk. And I don't know why. Like, everything that's shown off has been amazing, but I'm thinking it's probably because we've seen so much of the game so long ago. Like, they showed off that gameplay trailer, like, two years ago or more. I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. And I think it's just been such a long buildup, and when that, when that kind of happens... Usually, I, I just don't care until the game comes out yeah. and I'm playing it. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. It was kind of like that for Final Fantasy VII after a while for me, too. Like, I just, I don't even play Final Fantasy VII, like, much the first week it came out because I was just obsessed yeah. with a girl at that time, so. And, like, even I'm, like, I'm excited for Cyberpunk, but at no point I'm like, man, I can't wait for Cyberpunk. I'm like, honestly, I'm going to be playing Demon Souls when the PS5 comes out. If I'm not done with that game by the time Cyberpunk comes out, I'm still going to be playing Demon Souls until I yeah. that. like that. That have means... you played Demon Souls before? No, I was thinking about it, and then they confirmed this remake. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait. I didn't like Demon Souls. I'm I'm very curious. I've heard people say they love Demon Souls, and people mm-hmm. be like, ah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I played the first. I, I played, it, and that's why I jumped out of the Souls games because I didn't like it. <laughs> You also the, first, just, the first one, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I was gonna say you you also might not be a big Souls fan, so I mean, um, I, I liked, I definitely liked Bloodborne and Dark Souls more than Demon Souls, though. Like, okay. there, there's a significant progression there where I thought they they were better games than Demon yeah. Souls. Um, well, and uh, again, that might be you know to go back to our conversation from earlier, you know, advancements made on that, yeah, game style. So that's why I have high hopes for like this this Demon Souls because. It'll, it should be using those advancements. Is that the and... game they added like an easier mode to? Forget we were talking about a game recently that was super hard that they added Catherine? an e- easier mode to. No, they're adding an easy mode to the Nocturne remaster. That was That's it. it. Okay, and if yeah. you use an easy mode Nocturne, I swear to God, that I'm is the that is the most. Oh, that is the weakest energy. Let, let let me put it this way, Seth, I swear to you, I will not use easy mode in Nocturne. No, you, your your honor is dead to me. I don't care. I don't care what you're swearing. Unless there is no trophy for difficulty, yeah, then I'll play it on easy mode. Your your honor is dead to me. Like you 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 are an honorless pig, <laughs> a swine. You are no knight, sir. You are. Well, a, a, well on that note, first yeah, off, everyone play Hades. A All coward right. on the field of battle is what you are. We have we have some questions this week. So, first off, Seth, this one's for you. Alden writes, are you just going to let Elijah get away with that trash opinion that Jared Leto is his favorite Joker? No, I, I slammed oh. you for this in the Discord channel before. But here's the thing. I, also, people don't like me about I don't think Heath Leather was a good Joker either. I agree with straight, that. Straight up. Oh. I don't, I don't, I think the, the reason, one of the biggest reasons that movie did so successful is because he died. And I, I think like his performance was fine, but it wasn't a Joker performance. Heath Ledger, like, like I hate, God, I hate those movies so much, man. I don't want to, I don't want to rant about the, the Dark Knight trilogy because they're not Batman movies, but I don't like Heath Ledger's performance as Joker. And I think that the most accurate portrayal of the joker we've gotten depending on which joker you're talking about because there's three of them was probably um jack yes. jack, jack nicholson yes. he I'm, was the I'm most accurate sure. one so far and i think that was the only joker we got until he there was right? a joker in the hit show gotham that everyone watches oh yeah no one watches <laughs> that, that joker crap. that is now a uh jedi yeah um yeah well hey that's a good game um 
And I think that Heath Ledger's definitely below him, but like Jared Leto, if we're because oh, this is what I said when I was talking about that. I don't consider Joaquin Phoenix's Joker like an actual DC Joker. I, like like to me, that movie was so far detached from the actual DC property that it just felt like a standalone thing. And yeah, I can see it being inspired by the Joker, but we know it's going to be a standalone film. He's not coming back for more Joker movies. Yep. And it's just, it didn't feel right, like, in the context of DC. Now, was it an amazing movie? Yes. I tell everyone this, it was an amazing movie. I'll watch it one time. Yep, because I, I left. I'm good. I left the theater feeling like absolute garbage. I was super depressed. Uh, I was like, no, I'm good. I never need to watch this again. I'm glad I watched it, but that was a sad movie. Yeah, it was. It was hard to watch. I'm um, like, man, this hits home. I need to go talk to somebody. Yeah, it was, well, maybe you should, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jared Leto is definitely the worst Joker. Are, are you sure? Like, cause like, for instance, he wasn't even really, he was a Joker for what? 10 minutes? I'm like 12. Like, like, yeah, like, like how can, <laughs> I, just, I just liked how his was your favorite Joker? No, you, you like the Suicide Squad movies, what you liked. I like the Suicide Squad, yeah, Suicide Squad movie. I acknowledge it is a terrible movie. No, I mean, I, no, no, no. It's, it's I, fine to like the Suicide Squad movie. I don't I, think it's fine to say he's your favorite Joker. He is my favorite Joker. I liked his portrayal a lot. I liked his version of the Joker. Why? Well, what did you like about it? In, in the 12 minutes that, that, that you saw, the analysis of the 12 minutes. <laughs> what, what, what was so amazing? Was it him just going to the strip club and sitting there and watching Margot Robbie dance? That was probably it. That was probably it. That, that yep. scene was probably what pulled... Oh, you're like, oh, wow. This is a great scene, and you're feeling, you're relating those feelings to Jared Leto's Joker. I don't think that's fair, Elijah, because Margot Robbie is real the star of that 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 scene. That was not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting that finish. Um, no, it was first off a mixture of I liked the personality he shed in the little bit of time he was in. Like supposedly there was like an hour and a half of Joker stuff that was cut out. Now I would I would love to see that movie. Um, but also, I like a lot that they did with him visually. So, like, a lot of his tattoos and stuff that when you look at it and, like, really think about it, like, oh, that makes sense. Like, uh, he has a tattoo that just is damaged. And it's about all the stuff Batman has done to him, beating the crap out of him. Yeah, he's a mass murderer. Of course, he's yeah. getting crappy out of him. Yeah. And who else is a mass murderer? Harley Quinn. Stop idolizing Harley I Quinn. And this, this goes out to everybody who's a comic book fan. She's a terrible person. Don't post memes saying, oh, he's the Joker to my Harley. No, you're both psychopaths at that point. You're both mur- mass murderers. She's not a hero. Stop making her a hero. I'm sick of it. I'm over this Harley Quinn drama. She sucks. You know, just because of this, I'm going to watch Birds of Prey again tonight. Stop it. It's a great movie. It's the best DC movie. Hands down. It's like not saying a whole lot, man. Although I am excited to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I'm really excited. I'm very that. curious about that. No, is it? it's not Justice League, right? It's Batman vs. Yeah. No, Batman yeah, vs. Superman like, got extended. Yeah, it's Justice League. Batman Batman vs. Superman got the extended cut. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the uh, what was it? Ultimate Edition, I think it was yeah. called. And then uh, the Snyder Cut is coming out next year? Or is it this, this December? Yes, next year. I think it's next year. And I it's like wait. four one-hour one hour sequences. Things. It's four hours long. Are they yeah. releasing them at the, at the same time? I don't think so. I don't know for sure, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> also, look, I'm just going to be real here. 
uh, my most look forward to movie in general is the Suicide Squad. Because James yeah, which Gunn is, is like, amazing. It's like, it's like not a reboot, right? Not it, a reboot? It's Yeah, it's per- not a reboot. Um, but it is a reboot. Uh, yeah, like I'm super looking forward to it. First off, I'm a giant James Gunn fan. I love all of his stuff. If you've never seen Super, you need to. Birds of you know, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together that he was responsible for Lollipop change, Chainsaw until about a week ago. I literally have said that to you multiple, multiple no, times. I didn't really put that together that that is the man that we were talking about. Yes. I just gotta but, say. I just gotta say one thing before we move on because we got We gotta move on to the next question soon. Yeah. The we reason do. Birds of Prey did bad was because they put more clothes on Margot Robbie. That's literally <laughs> the, 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 the the truth, and everyone knows it, but no one wants to say it. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Margot Robbie is a dime piece and she deserves to be shown off. That's all I'm saying. I'm done with it. And I'm done. God, that movie is so good. And you know what? She made The Wolf of Wall Street 10 times better being naked in it. That's Haven't just seen the truth. It. That's a, well, you should watch it cuz you're you're and you want you're going to pause the movie halfway through, guaranteed. But Austin, just to go back to what you were saying, yes, the person responsible, well, Half of the people responsible yeah. for Lollipop Chainsaw directed mm-hmm. the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, Think I just about never that. really realized. Obviously, I had heard you talk about it, and I played through the freaking game, but I never realized. For Michael some Rooker reason, is the voice of one of the bosses. Yeah, I never through. realized for some reason that this this name is the same name over here. <laughs> you played through Lollipop Chainsaw? Yeah, back when we were doing like the RM like game thing where we were like told each other to like play through a game over a month oh yeah then we all quit because i was the only one yeah. that like 100 percent did it yeah yeah well you said chrono trigger and i played for like 10 hours and that game was terrible well like, the problem like you're was, objectively false though it's one of the greatest games of all time like ranked on everyone's list the problem I objectively was don't got, care. that game is terrible we got to knights of the old republic yeah and then coach quit yeah, he got which is scared, which is why he is no longer a member of this podcast. Effective now. <laughs> I wish I had those things the judges have. Gavel, gavel. I need to get a gavel. Makes things way more dramatic. It bangs when you squeak it, or it squeaks when you bang it. Coach, if you're listening, you can come back to the show after you beat the game. I'm going to get a gavel and carry it around my work backpack. I'm going to say something at work in like a meeting or something. I'm just going to pull it out and slam it. And like, no one's going to expect you know it. It's going to be awesome. I'm thinking it's lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Declared. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. Squeak. <laughs> now, on to the second question we have uh, from Vatsal. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's going good. Thank you. I haven't reordered the PS5 because they're not available. Closer to release, my excitement has gone down for next gen. I was really looking forward to playing Spider-Man for the first time, but that can wait for now. I'm most likely going to update my five-year-old PC this winter. Now, not a question, but I get what he's saying there. Well, he did say, how's it going? That's true. That is true. Um, No, I've I've heard a couple people and even you guys saying you'd rather upgrade your PC. Well, it just makes sense. I mean, you can all Xbox exclusives are coming to PC. Yep. And you well, know, the the PlayStation exclusives are mostly staying on on PS4 for now. Like the actual exclusives for PS5, me and Austin went through this a couple weeks ago. is extremely weak. Yeah. Extremely yeah. weak. Demon Souls, Godfall, them, honestly, Astro's Playroom. Yeah. Uh, the, well, and the it. other thing I'll say is it's like literally this is. I mean. I built my PC, I guess it was in 2016. So it was after the PS4 had launched. So I, I don't know 
I know Seth, you had mentioned like generation wise, it's usually like a good time to build around there. But like with PS5 and Series X coming out, like it is literally the perfect time to build a new computer right now. Mm-hmm. Like if, AMD hey, has, hey, 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 if you can get a 3000 series correct. GPU yes. and a new, a new generation processor, if you can't well, get them, wait. But yeah. I would bet you can get them like within the next year or so. And right. honestly, I'm fine waiting that that time period. But like, it is the absolute perfect time to build a computer yeah, if really you're is. wanting to get the most out of your money. Right. Like I in the in the six or so years that I've been watching parts and stuff like this, I've never really seen like all the stars align like they are right now. So it's always at the beginning of a new console generation because yeah. that bottom line goes up yep. and then the top line goes up. So, and like. Greg Miller always jokes about this, but it's true. Like the main reason I'm going consoles over upgrading my PC convenience. I am a big fan of not needing to worry about updating drivers or anything like that. Honestly, I hardly ever game on my computer unless I absolutely need to, because I would prefer to play with a PlayStation controller, but I know a lot of games like in order to get the PlayStation controller to work, you usually need like an aftermarket thing or lot. I'll just. Uh, you, don't, you don't need any. Works after on mine, fine. Yeah, you just, you just plug it in, bud. The only the only thing that does kind of suck is like the the buttons in the game will still usually show the Xbox buttons, and that does like drive me insane. Well, but... I mean, like the Xbox has a better feeling controller, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, that... I, I have an Xbox controller, so. Oh no, the Xbox controller does feel so much better. So I don't I don't know why you just wouldn't use an Xbox controller on PC. Um, but me. what it, I will it, say it's is more just. Is, comfort like i'm used to the place greg greg's just kind of uh pc illiterate man like like you don't have to manually update drivers they, they usually do it themselves you just press the install button like on your phone i don't know i run out you mainly update manually update your phone too or just update this I, I have a lot of stuff pop up on my computer where i'm like i don't know what this means why did, why did nvidia geforce just pop up with a giant thing and it's like it went wrong i'm like i don't know what's going on oh my issue more recently is like with pc at least it's harder to find like split screen kind of games i mean i mean it would certainly be different if i wasn't dating and living with somebody who loved video games as much as i do but like the last thing i want to do is like sit in here at my desk and play a a video game when we can like sit in the living room as much as i love my pc um that's a fair assessment yeah 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 I think that that works that, a little easier for me console wise. There actually but. is a problem I've had with my computer, and now it's not very often, but it'll occasionally like pop up. Usually, if I'm playing a game or something, and it'll just boot me out of the game and pop up like you've used up all your mem- your video memory, and I'm like, I've got a 1080. Well, it doesn't. It, 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 you you can have a 1080 with low VRAM. That's that's a, that's a legitimate thing. You just cheaped out on a 1080. I don't know. It's whichever one Brandon sent me. So it, Brandon, it, 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 it was it was his it was his main graphics card until he upgraded. You, to, uh, you ever wonder why he sent it to you, Alesh? <laughs> <laughs> because he upgraded to a much newer, much better one. I know. I'm joking around. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, like I, somewhat often, just out of nowhere. I shouldn't even say somewhat often. It happens like something like is four it a, times is it a 1080 year. or a 1080 Ti? Mine is a 1080. I think he has a 1080 because Brandon bought a. 2080 ti or something i don't yeah. know uh, that's that's not that's not a very good graphics card uh um, by, by today's standards yeah now the ti that's is still pretty good the ti is still relevant the, the i mean 1080 it, is not. eventually i'm gonna buy a 3070 anyhow yeah um which is fine yeah like eventually that's what i'm gonna do anyhow so it doesn't matter but no like four times this year so far i've just had to pop up you're out of video memory i'm like oh, let me restart my computer um I mean, I just I, I like the convenience of console. I like just 
not dealing with anything that could go wrong other than just the game crashed. All right, cool. Yeah. And that's, that's just how I am. Plus, yeah, I agree with I, you there. I, I like trophies. Like, that's one of the things I'll occasionally play my Xbox games on computer because I can get achievements for them. Mm -hmm. But I still get trophies playing PS4. So, <laughs> yeah, his other thing, which I am so glad he, he mentioned this. Yeah, I, I like this. Too. I recently started playing Tearaway on Vita, and I want to say this game is a masterpiece. In my opinion, the best game on the console and really good new IP. I found some Vita specific features to be annoying, but still a great game. I really think the price and memory card killed the console. Also, I recently was gifted a Switch from a friend, and it reminds me of the Vita so much. I haven't played much of Nintendo games, but I am looking forward to playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm so sorry for you. Um, but no, like, the Vita is an amazing console, and he is right. First off, the fact that it was... What was that launch? The Wi-Fi was 250. Three. Or was the it three the the 3G the uh, yeah the 3G was 300 and the Wi-Fi was 250 which yeah. yeah i mean granted it had like the super good screen and everything but it it was a little pricey um it was yeah. the memory cards that killed it and yeah he, yeah he's right. the, the memory card oh my god i spent 120 dollars on my 64 gigabyte memory card even yeah. more than even more than that though it was the 3DS that killed it when they did a price drop right before it mm -hmm. came out yep that was the real. I, I really think that Vita would have pro proliferated and been way more successful had the 3DS continued to fail. fail. And no one, no one, people forget that the 3DS was like on a super hard downward spiral. Yep. Um, until they dropped the price, like six months. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was really, really bad. I remember I worked at GameStop at the time. It was really bad. And then Vita was coming out, and they're like, okay, no. Oh, and Austin, you mentioned the 64 gigabyte. If I'm not mistaken, didn't your memory card? Didn't you need to format it at one point? Recently, yeah. Uh... I took out my Vita TV because I was trying to play something. I don't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, for some reason, my I mean, my Vita has just been sitting there for like a few years now. So I don't know if that's why, but it was it was corrupted. So. I don't think that's why. Because the same thing happened to Chris's 64 gigabyte. Interesting. But it, it did work afterwards. Yeah, like so. he, he just had to format it, but yeah. he lost all the stuff. It's just crazy to think that I spent that much money on that, though, because you can literally buy a 64 gigabyte, like the fastest SD card possible for like 20, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. 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 I really I really wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of my Vita TV because they're really handy and, um, and impossible to get now. Yeah, I was going to say, and they're very rare, which I don't understand. I guess they didn't make many of them, but I have impossible. I have mine right around here somewhere. I yeah. Mine a lot. Yeah. It, it's actually uh, I was what was I trying? To, oh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill Book of Memories does not play on a Vita TV. Interesting. And it has no touch features or anything like that. It has nothing that you can't use with a controller. Tearaway, uh, just to go back to Vatsal's stuff, though, Tearaway is a phenomenal game. I don't think the PS4 version does it justice. I really I do agree. think the, the Vita version. I mean, I know he said the features can be annoying, but I really did like the like touch screen and the, the back touch in that game. I thought they did a really good job with that. Terror. Super okay. underplayed game, I'd say. Yes. Tearaway is like the... what? What's this new one? Astro's Playroom? Yeah. But for Vita, basically. Yeah. And from what I hear, this Astro's Playroom is very similar to... Like, actually plays a lot more similar to Astrobot Rescue Mission than yeah. it does to that Playroom demo that came with the PS4. Apparently it's like four hours long. Yeah. So... Um, 
so apparently apparently it's pretty good and tearaways just like that uses all the features of the console but it was a really good game i enjoyed it yeah it was made by media molecule the little big planet dreams people i i honestly still think that's the best game they've released so 100 percent agree so now uh thank you for sending in your questions what do you say we get to the news let's do it seth why don't we start with you um I don't really have any. Uh, there's not really a story to, to talk about here. It's just Modern Warfare got updated. The game is now over 250 gigabytes, which is you know more than my personal uh, SSD on my computer, which I use to boot Windows. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand why um, Activision can't split up the um, Warfare mode, the, the regular multiplayer, and the single player. And make them, you know, download Separate. which one you want. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. Also, it, it makes no sense for this game to be so big anyway. Like, even with all that package together. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. I don't understand how this is so badly compressed. Um, it, it there, There's way bigger and, and, to be honest, prettier games that have come out that are a fraction of this size. Um, so I'm not sure if they, they just copy assets badly. I don't know what, what's going on with, uh, with, with Modern Warfare, man, but... Now, I, don't, I don't understand how they can't fix this problem. It's been a problem forever. We are going to pause right here because I want to go back to talking about this. But we're going to go on with Austin's story now to add on to this. Yeah, so my topic I wanted to talk about this week was, and I want to say this was even a couple of weeks ago now, but we obviously did not record a show last week. Um they Microsoft came out and I guess retailers kind of posted the listing for the Xbox Series X slash S expandable storage card, which obviously it's like a proprietary storage, unlike on the PS5, where it just needs an extraordinarily fast M.2 SSD. Um, but it's going to cost $220 for one terabyte, which... If you look at at the higher speed SSDs, is actually not that bad of a price. It's about the the norm for like a one terabyte SSD for like the the newer M.2 drives. And a, um, supposedly, it is believed that that newer M. M.2 drive that came out for roughly that same exact price, yeah. um, it needs to be looked at. You know, we don't have the PS5 yet to be sure, but it's believed that that could possibly be a choice to upgrade PlayStation 5 storage as well. And the other thing I wanted to throw in here quickly is something that I, I thought was important for this topic overall that Seth and I are kind probably, of working right now. You're probably thinking the same exact thing I was going to be throwing in, so perfect. It's the usable storage of each system that was also right. just revealed. Not what I was thinking, so, of, but okay. The Xbox Series X obviously has one terabyte internally. The Series S has 500 gigs. And this is the story I found is only for the Series X. I don't know if this is the same for the Series S. But the Series X has internally, even though it has a terabyte of hard drive space or solid solid state space, has only 802 gigabytes of usable storage. So right. it takes out about 200 out of that top number. Obviously, that's accounting for like the loss of, of storage space and the OS. Mm-hmm. And the PS5, which has like a 825 i want to say yeah has an 825 gigabyte ssd supposedly there was a leak that said um the os and the ps5 this is from tech radar 
um, is going to have 664 gigabytes of usable space in, internally, which is bleh. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, expanding storage is expensive and neither of these consoles have much space. Yeah. But uh, one thing that's really neat that Xbox is doing now, we don't have the story here, but I did read about this and I wanted to throw this in because they used Modern Warfare as an example. Yeah. Something you can do on the X and the S is you can download certain sections of games. Uh, yeah. For example, they used Modern Warfare showing you can download just the multiplayer or just the single player. Yeah. And only download that. Like yes. not, you know, later download the multiplayer. I mean, you, I'm sure you can, but you can only have the single player permanently feasibly. This, yeah. is, this is I said in the chat, this is like a really fascinating thing that, that they're, they're doing. And I'm wondering how it works. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's not one of those features that is available and, and have the idea of the ability to do, but they choose not to. Because yeah, like, yeah. the only thing I can imagine is that this goes through developers. It yeah. has to go through the developers and not Xbox, which is it's kind of weird because it seems like they, could, they probably could have done this all along if it's not going through Xbox. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. really sure. I, I want to read more about this, but if, if this is true that the Xbox can force, you know, games to be downloaded in parts. That's, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, guys. I, I really wish that these consoles would have been pushed to 2021 uh, because I, I really think that there's just too many issues right now. Like the Series X looks great. The Series X looks like it's coming out great and, 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 um, and whatnot. But the storage is going to be a problem no matter what console you're on i mean yeah. mm -hmm. even if you can download these games in parts we're talking about the difference between like what four games and ten on, on, yeah. on a hard drive it's it's really a problem yeah um so i i do wish that they would have taken the time to delay these consoles a year maybe and you know maybe not delay them but but just push push the schedule back a year i know they were trying to get them out before the competitor now but like it, it, it's just it, it's gonna harm each console's life in the long run because this these storage problems are are, are gonna be persistent for Agreed. a long time until either streaming games becomes more stream streamlined and 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 easier to play because right now all the streaming yeah. services are terrible it doesn't matter which one you use they're all bad and maybe they were able to like slim down these game sizes because we've heard with these new adjustments with the ssds that the game sizes are going to get smaller i still don't know how that, that's did, supposed to work did but, you see spider-man remastered does have a smaller size than yeah. Spider-Man on PS4. I did like, see it's that, like twenty it, it, some gigs smaller. Yeah, I, I did see that, but we're not talking about twenty gigs. Like we need, we need. But it still is like fifty gigabytes or so, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah we need, like we need that. game, yeah. we need games to be like fifty gigs smaller. Is the is the problem? We need to yeah. like twice that amount. Um, well, something like Modern Warfare. I mean, if it's, you know, it's two hundred fifty gigs currently. Let's just for the sake of of hoping for it at least let's just say it's going to be 200 gigs on next gen instead of 250 like that's it's, still it's on ps5 way too much. That's, that's a third of your storage yeah, yeah. it's a I problem mean, it's a serious problem and I, i'm wondering if they made these consoles with the expectation that streaming is going to be a big deal in the next five years which i don't really see how the infrastructure is going to change in the united states that much in no. five years you know maybe in korea it, it works a lot better but I, I don't i don't see how the majority of the world has streaming games working as a viable platform for playing games um and I, I just i really with with the like we talked about with the exclusive games coming out for ps5 
this this year is not enough to sway my purchase. And I'm a you know big gamer and big PlayStation gamer in general. I, I don't see why we couldn't wait until 2021 when, when there was more projects ready, when we could have a better launch lineup, when maybe they could figure out these hard drive problems, give us a, a two teraplate at least. This is this is my biggest problem with jumping into the PS5 and Xbox so quick. Well, the Xbox is more of just a, I have a, a powerful yeah. PC that I can do anything I want with. But the PS5 for me is, is like, there is no incentive. There's no reason for me to buy this system right now. And, and it's like, okay, I could, I could play Miles Morales, but I can play that on my PS4 mm-hmm. and it looks great. It plays great. I have the pro, I have no problems with the way my, my games currently look. And I haven't seen enough from the new generation in terms of graphics quality, in order to make me go, oh, wow, that's a big deal, like it was from the PS3 to the PS4 jump. On the PS4 jump, when I saw his faces in Killzone Shadowfall for the first time, I was blown away. But we've gotten so good now that I think these these jumps are going to be more minuscule. And when I saw the Unreal uh, tech demo that they showed off, it seems like this next jump is going to be more on the development side. where We're, we're yeah. going to be able to do these amazing, fascinating things. It's not going to be so much visually impressive because i don't exactly. think we've, i don't think we've reached a peak with this visual uh, i'm sorry i think we've reached kind of a peak with this visual um impressiveness and we're, we're, we're gonna see small advances to that going down the line but i think that we, we could have gotten more visual power out of the current consoles but, see, but we probably he, couldn't because of the limitations on actually getting um facial recognition down getting uh you know these these animations down for like faces because there's 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 that 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 barrier there i forget what they call it um we're, we're just the face i know what you're talking about i forget that that, that uncanny that, that, valley that. uncanny valley yeah there's yeah. an uncanny valley problem that i think is going to be a really hard issue to solve because there's so many little like details when someone's talking that you can see that, that that's going to be really hard to deal yeah. with the faces and that's really the next frontier with the video games because we've, we've gotten everything that we our environments look amazing um, you know, our, our weapons and cars and everything look amazing, but it's always going to be the people, the faces yeah. and the hair. Mm-hmm. Hair is the other big one, which is, is has gone leaps and bounds, but we're still not quite there yet. We just, we need, we need th- those two things are the are the big project that these these high end developers are going to be working on, trying to get you know further and further. And I think in the next generation, it's going to be more about particle effects and lighting and whatnot um, that they can do in in, in modern games so. now. When, for me, coming into this next generation, at no point was I looking at visual enhancements. Uh, the, the main thing I was looking at was, sure, maybe the games look a little better, but the way I always describe it, take like an open world game where you know, on PS4 you can go in 20 buildings out of 100. This next gen isn't going to be about the game looks so much more better. This next gen is about now you can go in 100 of those 100 buildings. I don't think so. I don't think that's that's. I do. That. So and, and here's here's why I don't think so because there's no reason they can't put that in modern games. There's no there's no reason we can't go in 100 games out of 100. The reason they don't do that is because it's too much. Memory limitations. No, it, it well, it's, it's not even memory limitations. See, what you don't realize is that you're not loading that whole map. You're loading that map in pieces. When you're looking mm-hmm. at a map in an open world game, it's only loading what you're looking at. As soon as you turn the camera, the rest of that stuff gets deloaded and it loads. Um, stuff you're looking at as, you, as not, you not all open world games just a lot of them a lot most of them the the the, the well optimized ones do that there's no reason why they can't make a hundred out of a hundred of those rooms available and open to to explore the reason they don't do that is because they don't have the manpower and, and they don't have the time to do that like the, it, it's not a matter of that specific thing 
but I understand also, what you're saying. But like, also, that, also a developer I was I was talking to was saying it will be so much faster and so much easier to make a lot more of this stuff so they can do it now. Oh, I would agree it, with that. Than it was before. So that's why even you, you saying about like the manpower with a lot of this new development stuff they can do for this, it, you can do it because it's so much easier for them to do it. But you hate open world games to begin with. <laughs> I'm not like I was just using that as an example. I don't hate them. I just do not like them very much. Here's a what difference. I'll here's what i'll say and this is my problem with next gen currently i think i've realized is that all of the press about ps5 and series x to me at least has been solely on either 4k 120 frames per second which i don't care about or speed and truthfully like i'm perfectly happy with hard drives like i you know a two minute wait time on a game here or there like yeah it sucks but do i really want to pay $500 $500 or potentially $200 on top of that for this extra storage just for faster loading times. No. Well, yeah, keep in really. mind also, you guys both upgraded to a PlayStation 4 Pro. I'm yeah, still using I, my day one. I never paid that price of upgrade. This I've never is noticed my, a difference. This I, is my I was going to say, we've talked about this and I understand that, but the only game I really see a difference in somewhat is Monster Hunter and honestly everything else. Like, well, it just doesn't really seem yeah, that different. I've, I have never it, noticed a single difference. The PS4 Pro is a major disappointment, like, compared yeah. to did, the one X. Did you, hear, did you hear about the Division 2 on Xbox Series X? In no. 60 seconds, they booted up the game, loaded into the game, and fast-traveled twice. Isn't the Division 2, like, kind of older, though? Hmm. Not uh, too old. 2018? And it takes longer than a minute to load but, into the game itself. But see, that's my problem. I guess this is just me. You know, it's just me. I'm sure other people are different, but I just don't really care. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine like, waiting yeah, a couple I'm not, minutes. I'm not worried if, about if that. If you're someone who has 30 minutes a night to play games and 10 minutes of that is taken up loading, that that adds up very quickly. I mean, I get that, Elijah, but I am that person. I am that person that has hardly any time to play, and it doesn't bother me. So. I'm, I'm just saying, like it. It's, <laughs> I, I've I've had other people tell me the exact opposite. That's why I, they. I mean, that's why they're getting these new consoles because it'll make playing their current game so much easier. To be fair, it depends on the game. Like, I don't play Division Two. I don't play Red Dead Redemption Two. I know that game has like astronomically long load times, but apparently, yeah, I'm, over- I'm going to be honest here. I mean, here's, here's here, I'm gonna yeah. just be honest. I'm calling bull. Oh, sorry, sorry, Austin. I didn't mean I didn't mean uh-huh. to uh, to do that. Uh, I but I'm, I'm I'm calling I'm calling BS on on this whole like uh, people are buying it because the instant load times and and like no, it's consumerism. People want the newest best thing. That's I mean, that's, the thing- and there's nothing wrong with that. That that that's the way society works. Why people go and buy iPhones every two years? Yeah. But it's just they they want the newest and best thing. I really don't I, I don't see any compelling reason why someone would want to upgrade to the PS5. Unless I'm, you're really, unless you're really looking forward to the playroom that they're well, introducing. Well, next year certainly when there are exclusive games, like right. I think at I that agree. point you'll have a, a reason to upgrade. But right now for this fall, and I mean certainly like my old PS4 was chugging, so I'm sure. And I know Elijah's talked about his having issues in the past. Um, Mine was in again, fleet mode the other day, and it just started to take off like a jet engine, and I was yeah. very scared. So I know those launch models have issues. So I can understand how somebody with that would want to upgrade. But like, aside from that, I really don't see a reason for anyone to buy either of these systems this fall. I mean, 
and I hate to keep being so negative. We're supposed to be like this, like enthusiastic, like heck yeah, games, podcasts. But this is the first time in my life that I just have not given a single crap about next gen. Also, keep in mind, I play my PS4 like every day. So that's true. So even like my daily PS4 games that I'm going to play will just act better for me on PS5. Like the load time may not seem like much. But when it takes over five minutes to load into the DLC for uh, Metro Exodus, yeah, even cut that in half. If I boot that up, okay, control, even base game control. If that can run without the hiccups, it'll be so much better for that game on PlayStation Five. And yeah. I'm I'm not even meaning the PlayStation Five upgraded version. I just mean popping the PS4 disc into the PS5. If it can run better. That will make that game instantly so much more playable. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with and you there at all. I know people have had problems like with uh, Jedi Fallen Order with that too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's been so long since I played that. But I'm looking forward to playing my daily PS4 games. Like, uh, Did you see recently what they said about uh, the Series X and with all the backward yeah. compatible stuff? Like, Go sex, watch the Digital Foundry video. They do some really I will good never stuff. watch a Digital Foundry thing ever again. I will read it, but those guys' Why? voices put me to sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, are. they literally put me to sleep in the break room the one day at work. They are They are pretty boring. Their videos are not um, well, they, They're very detailed. I like that, but I can't watch the videos. I was curious because Monster Hunter World has an unlocked frame rate but yes. the current system just can't handle it so yep. like my even my ps4 pro like it runs it at like 45 frames per second which is weird the series um, x runs at 60 easily correct yeah so stuff um, like that is pretty Sek- sekiro 60 like just showed all these games from this gen so like all of them are like this ran at 33 before yeah. 60 and again i think it's cool i just for me and I, I want to move off this topic after this because I'm like sick of like just being like, I don't care. I, I don't, I, you know, I hate being like that old grumpy guy on this show. But like for me, it's just not worth $500 just for that. Like show me games, show me Resident Evil 8, show me God of War 2 next fall, you know, then I will certainly buy one. But for right now, you know, I'm fine with 30 frames per second. And, it it doesn't really bother me. Like you said, like another big thing for me is Demon Souls. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely adore that series. And even coming up into the launch of the PS5, like pre-orders now, I'm like, I mean, it's cool, but if I don't get one, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm going to try, but if I don't get it, it's okay. And then they're like, Demon Souls is a launch title. I'm like, guess who's waiting outside GameStop for many hours if I have to? Like, that was yeah. what really did it for me. Like, I was still going to yeah. try and get it, but if I didn't get one right away, it would have been like, all right, fine. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, the games add, but like I said, also, okay, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered was just announced. I'm probably gonna get it because that game is amazing. It, it comes. It comes out four days before the Series X. I'll just pick it up on PS4 and I'll just wait until I get my PS5 and I'll pop it in. And play. The last Need yeah. for Speed was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I heard Heat was pretty good. Payback. Yeah, I liked it. We have Payback on PS Plus this month, and you should never ever play that game ever. Yeah, he he reminded me of old Need for Speed. I still hate the rubber band mechanics in that game, but it. Um, because you'll be going like two twenty, and a cop just flies up next to you and tries to wreck you, which is like, like, like oh, sir, he may, he would he would have had been going like three hundred fifty miles an hour, just fly up next <laughs> to me like that and just appear. It's like you're stupid. Good, good to know those old Crown Victorias have a one thousand or like a fifteen hundred <laughs> horsepower engine oh, that no, can have it, go three hundred horsepower. If you get high enough heat level, they'll pull out like Ferraris and stuff. <laughs> they'll have little like cop colored Ferraris with lights on top. Have Ferraris. Yeah, it's like really funny. They'll they'll pull out like this, like like cop colored Ferraris with lights. <laughs> this is a complete side note, but 
cop motorcycles. I never fully understood that because God forbid they pull someone over and arrest them. What are you going to do? Hop on and hold real tight. <laughs> That's a good point. I've never thought like, about I never that. really thought about that. Like, what, what if, about like, the bicycle I, cops? I, I need to ring, 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 pull over. Ring, ring. We should make them random bikes, and then the the no, prisoner. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what is sweet though, and it's mostly for show. But though the horse cops, the ones Yo, that like walk yes, around New York yeah. City and whatnot, you don't mess with those guys. Like those, they're, they're up to something special. You know that. Like they're they're just walking. That's a that's a scary Yo, presence. Those horses I, are big, dude. As as soon as they open the border again, I'm going up to Canada to visit my one friend, and I said to her, "I'm like, God, I really want to see a Mountie. If I don't see a Mountie at the border, I'm turning around." <laughs> I really just want to see a Mountie. <laughs> For the next news article, we're going to get off this topic. I think we've hit this pretty hard. Um, yeah, For yeah. this next one, it's going to be kind of a mixture of three. A slew of new Resident Evil movies and TV shows have been announced in the past couple weeks. We're going to start off first with... Some new details came out about the live-action Resident Evil show from Netflix. This is from James Hibbard at Entertainment Weekly, which is... I forgot I got it from there. Um, <laughs> Andrew Dabb of Supernatural will serve as a showrunner, and Bronwyn Hughes of The Walking Dead will executive produce and direct the first two episodes. Here's the interesting thing. The series is described as a brand new story spread across two different timelines. In the first timeline... 14-year-old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker are moved to New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. Did they really have to put that in there? But the more time they spend there, the more they come to realize that the town is more than it seems, and their father may be concealing dark secrets, secrets that could destroy the world. Cut to the second timeline. Well over a decade into the future, there are less than 15 million people left on Earth, and more than 6 billion monsters. People and animals infected with the T-virus. Jade, now 30, struggles to survive in this new world while the secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. I'm very curious about this. Uh, of the three new projects, this is the one I'm least excited for. Yeah. But I'm still very curious. It sounds interesting. I, I like the idea. And, you know, this is the same with the other two we're going to talk about but it's not like trying to recreate the games like yes it's, it's it's very well i guess maybe not so much the the live action movie but it's it's trying to kind of continue the story but yes. still like stay canon which i think is very interesting i think that you know that's why the cgi resident evil movies to me have been so good mm -hmm. is because they're not trying to reinvent reboot or reinvent yeah they're trying to be an expansion of what we already know Exactly. I think I, that's what makes this interesting because, like, we don't know anything about Wesker having kids, two kids, two, like two daughters. I mean, we know yeah. about like Jake, but I know he's not like it's not the same. So yeah. So I, I, I'm like I said, I'm I'm curious about this. Of the three, this is my least, the one I'm least excited for. Yeah. But it it has potential, potential mm -hmm. to be good or potential to be bad. We don't yep. know yet. Um, but the next one I am very very curious about. This is from Matt Perslow at IGN. A new Netflix show, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, has been announced at Tokyo Game Show 2020. As part of the Capcom TGS Live 2020 stream, the show's executive producer, Hiroyuki Kabayashi, announced Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is a CGI episodic series coming to Netflix in 2021. 
The, the show features Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield as its lead characters. Here is something I'm very curious about. So, did you watch the teaser for this? Yeah, I did. Um, I haven't. It's been a while since I watched it now, but I did. Do you remember how Leon's part of Resident Evil Six started? He was. Was he with the pre- He's the president's he, bodyguard yes, or something. He's the president's right? bodyguard. Yeah. Um. This like the outfit he's wearing. Yeah. That that looked kind of like the president on the ground being eaten. And the outfit he's wearing suggests he's the president's bodyguard. So That's could could th- these events tie in to like just after or during Resident Evil 6's timeline or something like that? Um, that's something I'm very curious about because that was the main thing. Claire, we we don't know. She's wearing her normal attire. She wasn't in 6 at all, right? No, she was not. I never played all the way through 6, and that's something I need to do at some point. I know it gets bashed on, but what I played of it, I actually liked. He, he, I started it, and I got really bored. Here's the, here's the perfect yeah. way to explain 6. 6 is a decent action game. It is a terrible Resident Evil game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is the perfect way. Like, as an actual game, it's okay. But if you're going in like, this is Resident Evil, it's like, <laughs> no, it's not. Leon's campaign is as close as you're getting. I'm curious. Like, I, I do need to go back through and play it. But I do think the story of 6 is very interesting. Yes. From what I've read about it and what I've played, I think it's very unique. Yes. So I, I'm very curious how this turns out. I mean, we don't really know, like, do we know what Leon was doing, like, between 4 and 6 at all? No. I guess aside um, from, I don't know where the movies take place timeline-wise. I, I, I want to say the first and second movies... Aren't they between 2 and 4? No. I'm going to have to find out. I forget. It's I, I need to watch them. I haven't watched yeah, them. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched them. I've never, uh, I never watched the third one. I have it. I've had it for, like, years, but third, I haven't watched it. The third one's really good. I just don't like what they do with Rebecca's character in it. Yeah. Um, like more, they just make her like a damsel in distress. And I'm like, that's not yeah. really Rebecca. Yeah. Um, but the third Resident Evil thing that they have announced just announced today mm-hmm. from Dan Audie at GameSpot Resident Evil reboot movie cast announced and new details revealed. Uh, the new Resident Evil film is one of several new upcoming projects based on the classic game series. Yep. Um, just to fast forward here. As reported by Deadline, the movie will feature characters that will be familiar to fans. I'm going to mess up some of these actors' names. Kaya Scotolero from The Maze Runner will play Claire Redfield. Hannah John Kamen from Ant-Man and the Wasp as Joel Valentine. I've never seen that one. I didn't like Ant-Man. Uh, Robbie Amell from Upload or Stephen Melvick brother as Chris perfect Redfield. Casting. I, f- I fully agree with that. Literally perfect. Another one I completely agree with. Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy as Albert did you, Wesker. Did you say Robbie Amell is Chris? Yes. Yes. They need to dirty him up a little bit. I think. Robbie, oh, I mean, they probably Robbie, will. Robbie Amell is a little too much of a pretty boy for Chris, who's a absolute monster. They probably will. Yeah. Take some steroids. Tom Punch Hopper. <laughs> Tom Hopper as Wesker, I think, is perfect as well. Um, yeah. Avon jo- Jogia from Zombieland as Leonis Kennedy and Neil McDonough from Yellowstone and so many other better things. I don't know why they mentioned that there as William Birkin, which I also think is perfect. I agree. Neil McDonough, I think is one of the most underrated actors. Oh, for sure. He was, uh, who did he play? He was in arrow at one point, right? He was, 
he was in Arrow. He was in the first Captain America. Um, yeah. He was in the sci-fi series Tin Man. He was in so many things that he's just a really good actor. He he's so good, and I think him as Birkin was like, yeah, that that he'll do great. So mm-hmm. I think the casting of this is great. The movie will be directed by Johannes Roberts, who helmed the hit shark thriller Forty Seven Meters Down, and its sequel Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged. I okay. In a statement, Robert spoke about what fans could expect from the film. I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience I had when I first played them, whilst at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small, dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant to today's audiences. Basically, they confirmed the the movie's going to take place in 1998 in Raccoon City. So, I'm very cautiously optimistic about this. Because... It, it it sounds like, you know, the other Resident Evil movies took a lot of liberties, a lot, a lot, a lot of liberties. And this one sounds like, you know, as he was saying, like, sounds like he has played the games. He knows the games, which is good. Um, the guy who's set to direct the Metal Gear Solid movie, he's a huge fan of the games. So that like uh, that gives me a little hope for that. And that gives me some hope for this. Again, waiting to see how it comes down to. But. I'll never say no to more Resident Evil stuff. I'm very curious about it. I mean, I, I think for sure, like the CGI one, as long as it's like the other ones, like it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, even even the Resident or the the Netflix, like the. Yeah, it's Netflix, right? The live action one. I yeah. think that one's probably going to be good. But this one, I think, is the one that has the most opportunity to kind of bring like Resident Evil to a new group of people. But it also, I think, certainly has the biggest opportunity to mess everything up and fail. Yes, it, it has the biggest opportunity to be super good or super bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, as long as this guy knows the source material, I think it probably will be somewhat decent. But I just hope it's not like, to me at least, like the other 14,000 Resident Evil movies feel like they watched random cutscenes from Resident Evil and were like, let's make a fan fiction. And here are these 900,000 movies. <laughs> Resident Evil Degeneration <laughs> takes place before Resident Evil 5. Um, I'm looking up a timeline right now. Damnation mm. takes place before between 5 and 6. Oh, okay. And then Vendetta takes place three years after 6. Oh, wow. Or no, or no just after 2013, before 2017. 6 takes place... Uh, June 29th to July 1st, 2013. And Vendetta takes place just after 2013, but before July 2017. I got a question for you then, out of curiosity. Yes. I mean, this movie could certainly go back in time again, but hypothetically, if it's forward still, like after the most recent one, do you think this could potentially in some way like set up Leon coming back in some form? Like, I feel like it's a little odd. I will say that like only Chris has been in seven and eight and we've seen like no reference of anything else. I, I do have a feeling Leon is going to show up again. He's obviously, even yeah. above everyone else, he is the fan favorite character. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I highly doubt he's done in Resident Evil. Like I yeah. said, I think Chris is going to die. Or yeah, something I along with, I think this is the end of Chris's story. But I, I have a feeling Resident Evil 9, whatever it is, is going to have Leon again. I was just curious. I mean... I, obviously, they he's been like the main star of all these movies, so I think it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited for all of them. 
all three. Yeah, I I just I want to talk about these. I, everyone knows I'm a giant Resident Evil fan. Um, I have a shelf over there dedicated to it, and I'm I'm super curious about them. Like I said, cautiously optimistic about some, but pretty optimistic about others. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very curious about that show about Wesker's kids and where that goes. Yeah, it's a lot of potential there. Yeah. But that is it for our show this week. Frameskip can be caught on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon Music, YouTube, or whatever podcast service you use. I use a very offbeat one, and it's there. Remember, please leave a review. It does help out the show. Seth's face. <laughs> Just like. What do you mean you use an offbeat one? Beyond Pod. It's not that offbeat. It's pretty mainstream. Really? I had no idea. I'd, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Oh. Um, if you have a question for us, you can send it to our email at frameskippodcast.gmail.com or use our question form bit.ly slash frameskipq. Did you fix it yet, Austin? Yeah, it's fixed. Okay, so both capitalizations work. Yeah, so just type it all lowercase. It's easier. Okay. okay. Uh, or you can follow us at frameskippod on Twitter and the and Instagram uh, and Instagram or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash frameskip pod. You can catch Seth on Twitter at S Seth S Taylor. I cannot speak today. Me at local lizard man or Austin at Austin J Eller. Or as mentioned last week, coach at frameskip pod. <laughs> he, he do be using that Twitter. Like this last week, I found out that frameskip has attended several concerts in his life. Yes. <laughs> you can also catch Seth on Twitch at Seth the Chocobo Hunter. Seth, what have you been yeah, streaming? Gonna, uh, uh, Near Automata, and I'm going to start streaming Gunpla quite often. Very nice. Very so I was, nice. I was, I was building my Sininju Stein last night, and that was a pretty good stream. It was a lot of fun. We chilled to Chrono Cross and Persona music. So it was Very fun. awesome. You can find me on Twitch at Loco Lizard Man all throughout this month. Uh, I will be streaming the Fear series, which is a series I've been wanting to play for so long. And also, I'm just going to say it now. I am going to be doing a Extra Life. Thank you. I am going to be doing an Extra Life stream uh, on Saturday, November 7th. And my goal will be to play through in the entirety of Resident Evil 4 and the first Bioshock. You go in 24 hours, buddy, or no? I'm going to go until I beat those two games or I pass out on my keyboard. What if it's longer than 24 hours? <laughs> then I'm probably going to pass out on my keyboard. But that is my goal. Uh, I don't have many of the details yet. I'm just going to start getting that set up. Uh, that's really all I... Oh, oh, even you guys don't know about this yet. There is going to be a new YouTube series coming at the end of the month that I'm going to start filming uh, this weekend. Uh, nice. I, I just need to figure out how to do it this is something new to me so i'm gonna practice but i will have more news on that to come until next time thank you everybody for joining us and good night listeners good night jared leto